Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Andrea. We are bringing you the Real Moms Real Life Podcast, your guide to self-empowerment and taking on each day as your best self. This is episode number 65. Today, Andrea and I are are talking about knowing what to do versus doing it. Let us know if there are any topics you would like to hear. Don't forget, all the resources on this podcast are meant for information purposes only and not to be confused for medical advice or treatment. Hey, Andrea. Hey, Beth. How are you? I'm hanging in there. I feel like some mistakes in the intro are just kind of keeping it real. So Yeah, it's all good. There's only so many times we could redo it. I like almost forgot to say my name there if you didn't catch that. I just totally, like you to do. Totally <laughs> missed it. Uh, I I feel like I was just sick when we were talking what, two weeks ago and I got oh. like deathly sick again. I shouldn't I shouldn't joke. It wasn't deathly ill. I just got totally slammed with like a fever and a honking sore throat Friday. So much so is that we were on the way up to go snowboarding, and we get halfway yeah. there, and I'm, like, like groaning, and my husband's like, you need to go home. Let's go home. And I was like, no, you're, we got, we got, a, my mom's watching the baby. We got Piper here. It's like, why don't you take an Uber home? And I was like, there's not quite the middle of flippin' nowhere. There's oh, not gonna no. be, a li- there was one four minutes away. I used Lyft. Oh, I my mean. God. So I was like, you yeah. know what? 30 bucks, get me home. I'm in. So I good idea. scheduled the lift, went home, went to bed, and it uh, still took me a good 48 hours to really, like, I finally am just starting to feel better today. So, um, oh. yeah, but it's been a doozy of a, I don't know, three weeks of just, like, yeah. back-to-back illnesses. I don't usually get sick, so this is, this is my body telling me to just relax and calm down and take it easy. But, you know, I know what to do. <laughs> Right, but I might not be doing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Oh wow, nice tie-in. We've yes. been sick too, though. <laughs> Wait, you <laughs> like, give it to me across the country? I know exactly. So I was just gonna say, although I didn't have like a fever and stuff like that. No, I never take. This is, I, you know, Remy's not in daycare yet or anything like that, and I needed someone to watch him for like a freaking hour and a half, and I took him to like a drop-in daycare, and he gets sick, and I was like, damn it. <laughs> And so he's like had a cold and a runny nose, and then he gave it to all of us. And I was like, oh, this is what people keep talking about and bitching about. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, and also I feel like my child is the only child that I have seen. I'm sure this is not true, but I feel like I often see little kids like licking their snot and stuff like that. And Remy cannot stand he has like a full-on freak out anytime his snot gets anywhere remotely close to his lip it's like ah! he like flips out and I'm like and then I can't wipe his nose because he's like freaking out about it and I'm like okay I think I'd rather have you just be the kid that like licks their own snot because this is ridiculous <laughs> I mean my kid she, when, when the boogers are coming out she's like mom tissue I need a tissue <laughs> Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, but she does eat her boogers. But yeah, I think every kid that's has normal. You're sampling. I've read it like, yeah, yeah. Samples the, the immune system. What's going on? So whatever. Yeah, no, no big deal. Yeah. Oh, so that's been fun. Yeah. Yay! Illnesses. I hope you're all hanging in there. Spring is coming. Yeah. Uh, speaking of spring, I also want to make a comment. I realized this daylight savings wasn't too bad as far as like sleep issues with us. But getting my kid to bed now when it's still light out is tough. 
because she was so used to it being dark at night when she goes to bed. And while I'm all for having some extra light hours when we're after school and playing, if we could just, like, turn off the sun when it's time to get ready for bed, I'd be all about that. I totally agree with that. It's very confusing, too, because, like, yesterday we were out in the yard, and all of a sudden I look, it's, like, 6.20, and, like, by that time he should already be, like, have eaten dinner, and we were, like, still out playing. And I was like, what the heck? Like, this is is messing with my brain. Yeah, especially (laughs) when it happens so quickly. Yeah. Anyways, those are, I feel like those are good updates this week. Yeah. Oh, and I meant to declare this with you before, so if you want me to delete it out, I can. But I was wondering if any of our listeners have a marketing background and would like to do some free marketing for us. Because we could really use it. And uh, we, could, we could work something out if we ever actually make some money, but we don't. So this is completely free and just sort of a bonus thing that we do. But if anyone wants to help us with marketing um, and get in, get in with us, we, would, we could really use something. So, yeah. Yeah, I love that. And if anyone listening is, like, getting any benefit from listening to us, I mean, hopefully you are if you're sitting here listening to us. Um, Like, one of the best marketing is just sharing it with your friends. Honestly, like, that's great, easy marketing. Just if you appreciate us and if you're getting something, just let other people know about us. Share us on your Facebook. Write us a review. Those kinds of things go really, really far. So we'd super appreciate it. (laughs) <laughs> and now back to your reg- regularly scheduled programming. I love it. All right. The All gap right. between knowing and doing, right? Yeah. <laughs> so there is so much that we, you know, I feel like it's a little bit of like, do what I say, not what I do. But for ourselves, it's okay. Well, I feel like my big thing as a physical therapist is like, well, I know the exercises that I should do to make myself feel better or that. And I hate the word should. But it's like what I want to do and maybe need to do to make myself feel my absolute best. But I just don't always do it. Totally. And same here. And what I've had to tell myself and now I or this like huge realization that I had to come to myself was that knowing something doesn't exempt me from actually doing it. And that just knowing something doesn't take the place of doing it. So unfortunately, that is the harsh reality of my world as well and it's something that I personally really struggle with like I know a lot of great things I and again I don't like the word should and if you're using your word should that's probably your first mistake but there's a lot of great things I should be doing or want to be doing and yet I have you know I struggle with following through so we wanted to take some time today to talk about that um and there's definitely I feel like it's a very convoluted issue, but I wanted to try to cover some of the main reasons and the kind of the best things to go about that. Um, So I also wanted to point out that I find this is very common in the like clean eating, paleo kind of healthy type of world of like, I know I should be doing this. I know I should be eating more vegetables. I know I shouldn't be having all this packaged food or whatnot. Um, but like people just can't seem to do it. I think number one is acknowledging that that's the case is sometimes the first step. Um, and just acknowledging that maybe you're not carrying through as much as you think you are. Uh, cause I don't know about you, Beth, but sometimes when I know something, so I think like it can go both ways, but sometimes I think I'm actually doing it more than I am because I know to do it. Does that make sense? 
Definitely. And I think that for me, like creating a log and I'll tell people to do this. It's like if you write down, if you're like, you know what, I'm not sure exactly how often I am doing this or I'm not doing this. So if you I never like to excessively track things, but if you track it for a little bit of time and you realize, hey, you know what, I'm not doing this as much as I think I want to be. And then I use that then, okay, well, do I actually want to be doing this? Is this on my priority list? Or is it not really on my priority list? And let me stop feeling guilty about it and just say, all right, I'm not great at this. And I don't really feel like it's something I want to be a goal of mine. So I'm just going to curb it and focus on something else. Totally. Yeah. I love the like short term tracking because I think figuring out if there's something that you're like, oh my God, yes, there's something I've been trying to do. First, just getting clear with yourself about how often you are or aren't doing it. And I think in order to do this, you need to track for like a week or two and whatever method of tracking makes the most sense. It does not need like the least possible amount of tracking you have to do to get come up with this information. Because I think sometimes we can, it can go both ways. In my case, I found sometimes I think I'm doing something more often. It turns out I'm really not. But then in other cases, it'll actually be the exact opposite. It's something that I'm like, oh my God, why do I never do this one thing? And then it turns out I actually am doing it a lot more than I think I am. It's just I'm focusing on those times where I'm not doing it, if that makes sense. So just getting clear, <laughs> number one. Yeah, I think that getting clear is really important. I, d- I did want to add, you mentioned that this is really common in food types of things as well, but it doesn't have to be. I, we sort of thought about this based on last week's episode where we had Amber on and talking about organization and mm-hmm. maybe think about, you know, keeping the house organized. So it's like, I can never keep the house clean. Well, if we track, it's like, okay, I cleaned the house. How many days does it take for the house to get messy again? Does it get messy the same day? Or is it like five to seven days? Oh, and you happen to be working long hours all those days and then you get it clean on the weekend. So it doesn't have to be just food, fitness, exercise related. It can be any habit that sort of, you know, you're feeling like is something you want to work on. Totally. Such a good point. I kind of forgot on why we started talking about this in the first place. <laughs> yes. Um, so one of the other things after you've give, given yourself some clarity is giving yourself some grace. Like you are a human and nobody is perfect and does everything they intend. Like nobody. It can sometimes feel like that, but I guarantee you people everywhere, every day, everyone around you has things that they want to be doing that they are not doing. It's just the reality of being a human and living in the world we live in. So just giving yourself grace for that and, um, you know, trying to stay away from feeling shame or guilt and all those other kind of nasty emotions that don't really do much productiveness um, in our lives. Um, and then after that piece, I think it's also really important on that clarity note is figuring out what you actually want to be doing very specifically. Um, so I'm not going to go into detail about this because we talked about this a lot in the goals podcast, um, which I should have looked up the number. Sorry. Um, we can write it in the notes. So when we were talking about setting your goals, we talked about making sure you're very specific on what you want to be doing. So just quick example, you know, working out, there's a huge difference between like, I want to be working out more versus I'm going to work out three days a week for 15 minutes a piece. Um, because getting clear on what you want to be doing um, is one of the first steps to being able to do that thing. So, can I add yeah. to that one? Mm-hmm. I also think it's 
it might be, you know, the goals podcast is great, but I also think it's a little bit about your priorities and Mm -hmm. thinking about what, what is a priority of like, what has to get done versus what do you want to get done versus what is kind of like, oh, well, if it gets done. So for instance, in my house, no matter what, the dishes are going to get done every single day because we have to run the dishwasher at night or we won't have enough bottles or my pump parts or something the next day. So I literally, we leave that till the last thing that we do during the day because no matter what, we are not going to go to bed without it done. The laundry, however, doesn't have to get done. I mean, it doesn't have to get folded, okay? So, like, it might sit in the dryer or we lay it out on a table so we can find stuff. So that might be something that I would actually do earlier in the day if I want it to be done that day because it doesn't have to be done. But I want it to be done. So that's that's sort of prioritizing in what you want versus what has what you have to do might actually be make you be more successful. Yes, that is such an important piece, definitely. Um and while I didn't necessarily say that, I think it might end up tying into this next recommendation here. Um, so I think one of, an important thing to do is once you've kind of gotten clear on your priorities, clear on that clarity on what exactly it is you want to be doing, is take a set aside some time and just get quiet, take some deep breaths, and imagine yourself doing those things and just pick like one or two, you know, you don't, we don't have to go crazy. We don't have to, you know, transform our whole lives here. And it's just about seeing what it would feel like kind of step into your future self that is doing all these things, um, that you want to be doing and, and just taking note of those feelings, like go through your day in your head of what it would be like, go through a few days. How would your week be different? Um, and then you can, you know, it's helpful to have a piece of paper, um, by you and write down all the positive things that came up. So any positive emotions, any positive feelings, any like, oh my gosh, that would clear up this time, that would do this, whatever it is. And this is your imagination. So you can do whatever the heck you want in your imagination. It can be as crazy and huge as you want or just small baby steps as you want. There's no right or wrong here. I love that. I just wanted to say, I I don't know, I guess for me, I keep going back to laundry and dishes because those are like those are my things like I'm not I'm not trying to change my diet right now I'm not trying to exercise I'm just trying to get the laundry done for people apparently is a lot of laundry so for me it's like oh well if I do laundry on a day that I work that means I have all this extra time to do something I really want to do like a craft or you know I get to sew something or watch This Is Us, which is the only TV show I watch once a week. If I, you know, and so it's kind of like I almost try to get more in on the days that I'm busier because I don't have as much time to just sit around, but I can throw that laundry in and then I know that on Friday when I have off, I get to get the things I want to get done. Yes, exactly. So like what an awesome example. So look at all these positive things that are just coming out of imagining that and knowing that. Um, And then you're going to have a second piece of paper. And on that second piece of paper, I want you to write down any negative things that come up. And they might come up like while you're writing down these positive things. So it might be like, okay, great, that's nice, but that's never going to happen because I'm lazy and I never follow through with anything. Um, or like, I hate doing laundry or whatever. That's just, my husband won't ever remember to do that. Or I don't have money to pay for a cleaning lady. Like whatever it might be, all those like negative things that might inhibit it from happening. So you got two pieces of paper and just like write down your thoughts. And so it's um, just a way to get that's, get those things out and get those barriers out. 
and then taking some time to look over those thoughts and those barriers. Um, so when you look at your positives, I want you to go a little bit deeper and really examine them to see how they make you feel. So I want you to sit with them for a little bit and figure out, are they from a place of love? And like, like kind of what Beth said, it's like, it's going to clear up this space in her day to do these other things that she loves doing and these great positive things. Um, or are they from a place of like not feeling good enough, like kind of feeling like you need to change. So maybe your list is like, oh, if I did these things, then I would be skinnier and I would fit into these clothes and then I'd be able to do these. So they might like feel like positives, but really they're from this place of like, I'm not good enough now how I am. And like, until I do those things, I'm not going to be good enough. And this is where like this gets on a lot deeper level. Um, and I find though that this is a huge reason for people not following through with things that they think that um, they want to do is it's from this place of like fear, not feeling good enough, um, and kind of from these negative emotion states that often will mask themselves as like seemingly positive things or like, you know, positive outcomes. So if you're like, I just suck at life and I need to change all these things in order to be better so I can be a better mom or, you know, whatever it might be, then that's honestly, it's probably, you're probably never going to get that much traction. You might be able to like work on willpower and just like whatever for a little bit, but long-term it's, that's probably why you keep um, hitting these roadblocks. And I I just wanted to say, like give an example. I feel like my, my own life is such a good example of this. So I didn't used to like yoga because, and I never knew why. I was like, oh, well, it's boring. But I realized that, you know, if I was going to spend time exercising, I wanted to get the most calorie burned per minute. And mm. the idea that spending an hour doing yoga, when I could have spent an hour boring myself to actually be bored on the elliptical... When I could see the calorie numbers going up and up and up, it was like, well, I might as well do the elliptical, where I realized I love yoga. I really enjoy it. I feel strong during it. I feel powerful and flexible, and I, you know, there is a challenge in it, and I feel calm afterwards. So there was this, like, I wasn't that into working out. I mean, this is back in, like, college, mm-hmm. because I felt like, oh, well, I have to get the most bang for my buck. But it wasn't that motivating. So that's my two cents on that topic. No, that's like such an awesome example. Like It's a great example. Um, and I think we probably all have these examples. I know there's tons in my life. Most of my things of when I'm not doing something I would like to be doing a result from I've talked about this before of like me not feeling like good enough. So, you know, trying to meditate more and trying to be more mindful and breathe more feels very similar to how Beth just described yoga. It's like, oh my God. But if I sit down and meditate for 10 minutes, that means I'm just going to be sitting there being like a lazy piece of crap. Like that's like what, you know, used to go through my mind. And it's a thought that I still have to like work around. Um, And it is definitely still a thought that sometimes prevents me from meditating because my mind is always like, go, go, go. I have to accomplish as much as possible when really I don't accomplish jack shit because my mind is so busy and so unorganized that I end up not actually accomplishing anything. But when I actually like meditate and take the time to breathe, then I actually get way more done (laughs) and like in a much more nice, wonderful feeling way. Um, 
So I hope that is like making sense and that people can relate to that. I think sometimes we, these things are buried deep sometimes. Um, and sometimes it takes talking, talking it out with a coach. And that's, this is like a lot of the work I do with my clients is centered around this piece of this, like striving to be better from a place of not feeling good enough versus striving to be better because we're like a human being and we love and like appreciate ourselves. Um, so the end actions might actually be identical, but the mindset that they come from makes literally all the difference in the world. Um, so yeah, I don't know. How's that? Does that all make sense? Definitely. I think okay. that it's, uh, a really great way to think about things and, and to remember where you're coming from and, and what the motivation is behind things, because that, that really, it changes everything. I mean, mm-hmm. if I want, if I want my house to be clean because so-and-so might be coming over and I'm worried what they might think, that's a whole different mindset than I want my house to be clean because when I walk into a clean house, I feel uplifted. I feel ready to accomplish anything. I feel free to sit and meditate and do whatever the heck I want because my house is clean. Yes, I love that. And I want to take note that there there totally are people in this world who can like kind of be like I'm going to do this thing and they just like go do it. And they might not be aligned at all with any in, intention or any of this this stuff that I'm talking about and and chances are those people aren't listening to this podcast. <laughs> for the most part. I just think that's kind of the nature of things. And I think that's a pretty small subset. And even for that subset, it's probably not going to work out in the long run. I mean, no ill will on anyone, but that just usually doesn't stick long term. So I just want to like acknowledge that piece of, yeah, there are people who can do it differently um, or can like make it maybe look from the outside, make it look like I could just put my mind to it. Like you kind of hear that motivational speaking, like just go do it. Like what's stopping you, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, there's a shit ton of stuff stopping me. It's called like emotional baggage and it's like very real. <laughs> so I, I, you know, if, it, if it's something that doesn't feel fully aligned, I think that can be this huge stopping point. And that alignment happens at this mindset level of like where it's coming from, this intention piece. So finding a way to make, it feel very aligned and very good for you is I think a really important piece of closing that gap. And even once we do find that full alignment and let's say we've like meditated on, we're like, Oh my God, this feels amazing to be, you know, starting this new habit or whatnot. It's still a new habit and it's still going to be freaking hard and you're still going to meet resistance. Like end of story. It sucks, but it's the reality. Um, so even when something is fully aligned, it's from this beautiful place, there is, I don't know, 100% probably likelihood of there being resistance, you still feeling like, oh, this is hard to get started. And, and that's okay. And that's normal. I think that that's really great to point out because, and you also need to understand that even if you have a really great habit, there can things be things that throw it off. Okay, you're probably sick of hearing about my laundry, but I was sick for a solid week. My daughter, both my kids were sick, and I was sick. And we had probably seven, like, 
ongoing seven loads of laundry that had not been folded. My husband says to me, as I'm just starting to feel better, you know, we need to figure out a new plan of of how we're going to get laundry done. And I said, no, we have decided this plan. You do dishes. I do laundry. I have just been sick for a whole week, so I haven't done laundry. And that's okay. Like, I'll throw it in and and transfer it over because that takes two minutes. Also, I want to share my two-minute rule after this, um, but I'll throw it in, transfer it over, and then I just don't fold it because that is something that doesn't have to get done when I feel like shit. And guess what? I felt better. I started doing laundry. I didn't feel good the past two days. I didn't worry about the laundry. Today, I folded it. So it you have to be able to also realize that There are going to be things throughout life, whether it's a work deadline, a sick kid, a sick spouse or partner, a sick uh, yourself, or just you got other stuff to do. Let's say a vacation, a positive thing, right? You're going on a vacation and then you're going to come back and you're going to have four suitcases full of laundry. I mean, there are going to be things that come up. You have to be willing to say, this is okay. This is a, you know, this is a typical little glitch in the system. I'm going to reboot. May take me a week or two to get back on track. And then I will just start back where I was because what was working was working until this happened. So I think that's really important. Um, I also wanted to share my two minute rule is that if something's going to take less than two minutes, just do it. I know you said that it's hard to be a just do it kind of person, but that has really helped um, my husband and I kind of keep the house more straightened. It helps me with uh, like mail piling up a little bit. I don't, you know, like when I bring the mail in, I flip through, see what has to be most of it's junk mail. I throw I throw that stuff immediately into the recycle and then I put the other things on shelves. I don't pay the bills or file them. They have a to be paid and a to be filed slot. But if they take me less than two minutes, if I do them right then and there, it just makes my life so much easier. And then the other one thing that I wanted to add, these are kind of like my tips of like getting those little habits done, is mess begets mess. So if there is something that you're struggling with, and let's not say it's one of those crappy weeks because you just give yourself a break during those weeks. But, uh, you know, the first person that puts a jacket on the floor... The next person's going to come in and toss their jacket on the floor, and it's just going to keep going and going. I I read this um, when I was somebody with a hike with a hiking group that I saw. It's like you know you think oh I'm going to just throw my apple core on the ground because yeah it's biodegradable even though it takes like a year to actually biodegrade just sitting on the ground like that. So it's really not the best idea. And also if somebody sees an apple core on the ground, they might think, oh, people throw trash here. Let me throw my, you know, plastic trash here. So you want to keep that in mind when you're making habits. You know, it doesn't have to be with cleaning or straightening, but you know, the more you feel like, oh, I don't want to exercise. I don't want to do this. You're just going to keep piling it on Even if your mindset was initially and your reasoning was good, the more you kind of get out of it, it's the harder it is to get back up. Totally. And I think those are both like amazing points. And I love the two minute rule, actually. Like if you can just do something, absolutely do it (laughs) for sure. Um, You don't need to like stop and analyze every little thing. If something's working for you, like just keep doing it. Um, This is more for those things that like, 
you've been trying to just do them and you're not. So, and I love the example of like the coat because maybe something you've been trying to do, like, and this is something I've been trying to do is get better about like where I dump my coat when I walk in. And it is, it's so much more tempting to just dump my coat in the kitchen when the kitchen is already really messy. Um, and it just like recognizing that piece of like, what's that barrier and whatnot is, is really important. Um, so I love that. And, um, I was going to say one thing, but now I forgot. I don't know. I think, I think just recognizing, well, one, just like summing up is like first giving yourself grace. Like you're human. It's totally fine. Like you got to just meet yourself where, where you are and everyone is struggling with stuff like this. Like there are no exceptions. Everyone has something that they aren't doing, even if on the outside, it does not seem that way. Um, and then to just really, for those things that really have been a repetitive problem, like something that has repeatedly proven to be something you just are struggling with getting on and you have labeled it as a priority and have definitely identified as a priority, take the time to go through the steps we talked about, getting quiet, feeling into it. What would your life be like when you do that thing? How will it be different? Identifying the intention. And then I guess I missed kind of the last piece. This is what I want to say was, once you've done all that, you might need to take one more step, again, getting that quiet with yourself and just being like, what is the next little baby step I can do towards this goal? Because you might not be able to do the whole thing all at once. I mean, if it's like all of a sudden declutter your entire house, like that's not going to happen overnight. Um, or if you're trying to do an exercise program three days a week, that's not going to happen overnight either. You know, it's just like, okay, maybe it means this week I go to the gym one time. Um, and whatever little thing it needs, needs to happen first. And just let your, like, honestly, when you ask your body something, it will respond to you. You just have to like be there to listen to the response, um, and, and hear it. And it might seem like silly at first. Maybe you're asking like, okay, how can I make this gym routine more of a thing? And you might hear, go dance to music right now, (laughs) you know, or like something that seems kind of off base, but it's like, all right, no, like that's a way of getting movement in. Like, all right, that's the next, that is the first step that my body wants me to do. All right, cool. And just listening to that and, and going little baby steps. I love that. And I actually, I want to add a little something. I'm going to list out some of these steps in the show notes if you don't want to kind of go back to them. But when you're setting aside time and you're imagining yourself doing those things and you're thinking and you're writing down your positives and your negatives, I might actually add a third piece of paper and say, what are your barriers to success? I think that sometimes... Well, you know, I feel like sometimes just being a mom itself is as a barrier because it's like, but I got kids and you're like, but I'm a mom. I can't do this, you know, but really define what your barriers are. Is your barrier that you don't can't afford child care to do something or you don't go to a gym that offers child care or your kids are just awesome and run around all the time so you can't trust them in this area that you're trying to work out at home in. What is your specific barrier? And be as clear as possible because you might be trying and trying and trying to do something, but if you haven't identified what's getting in the way, your attempts may be futile. And I don't actually know which word I want to use there. I think it's futile. Um, But it's just really important to, to maybe your next step is 
taking away some of the barriers. And then you realize that you don't actually have to work that hard. If you, go, you know, instead find a new gym that has an amazing childcare program that your kids love to go to, one of my friends, her kids are in daycare all week long. Saturday morning, they ask to go to the gym because they love the daycare there. So it's like a no-brainer. She goes to this gym. They have an amazing daycare. Her kids go there. That's you know, there also happens to be a pool there, so they can go like swimming afterwards, and it's just like a whole day event. But it just takes away the barriers because hey, that that's what they want to do, and it's good for me too. So I just wanted to add that. No, that's great, and that's amazing. And if you're if you're struggling with the barriers, or you've looked at your barriers, and you're like, there's nothing I can do about these. I highly suggest involving an entrusted person, someone who you know has good ideas and is on your team and on your on your side <laughs> to help you out because sometimes when we're so entrenched in our barriers, it feels like there's no getting around them. And sometimes there is like, like I work with this with my clients all the time. They like present me these barriers and then oftentimes I just ask them a question and they, they almost always will come up with their own answer, but it's stuff that they never even thought of before. Um, or like realize there's a barrier or like realize they could do something about like one of my clients was talking um, about a DVD program that she really liked to do. But if she went home after work, she wouldn't do it because there was just too many, you know, she got started getting caught up. Well, then I need to make dinner and then I need to do this and let me do this first. And then she would never end up doing it. And honestly, that's like such a huge barrier for people. So I totally recommend people just go to the freaking gym after work if they can. Um, but then she was like, but then I don't know what exercise program to do. And so I asked her, I was like, is there like a, a different way you could go around that? And she was like, I guess I could just record the DVDs on my phone and play it. And I was like, oh, that's a great idea. Like, I wouldn't have ever thought about, you know, filming the DVDs and playing it. I was thinking of her finding like a totally different exercise program and one she could just do at the gym or like writing it down. But I was like, there you go. Like you've solved your own problem. She's like, that would totally work. I was like, okay, cool. So it's like, sometimes we just have these like barriers that like, once we like stop and think about, like Beth was saying, it's like, oh, wait, okay. I have a good solution to that. And sometimes it, you know, involves a little bit more effort, but Usually there's a, there's a way around. And if you can't think of a way around, just ask someone else because other people just have this fresh perspective. So 100%. I love it. A, a friend of mine, we, we are definitely like the, oh my gosh, this is so tough. And then like I'll text her. We were, we were having a lot of drawing on things that I didn't really want to be drawn on. And she's like, why don't you make like a art station, which we sort of already had. But I was like, you know what? Let me just put paper all over the floor upstairs so she doesn't draw on the floor. There's paper right there. Done. Solved problem. So, yes. Ask a friend. You have a Love friend. That. Text yeah, a friend. Totally. <laughs> Perfect. That's awesome. Anything else to add for this week? No, if you're, well, if you're still struggling with that, you've done these steps, then just know that's, you know, what I work with um, individually with my clients on and Beth does too. So definitely feel free to reach out to us for extra help too. That is what we are here for. I love it. That's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining us today. Follow us on social media for news, updates, and calls for questions. You can find me, Beth, at Feeds of Real Eats, and Andrea, Dr. Andrea Moore, on Instagram and Facebook. Please subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode and write us a review. Show notes for this episode and all podcast-related information can be found at realmomsreallife.com.